jasoncharles.net. Deep talk, deep sounds. I am the East Village. On jasoncharles.net. Hello and welcome to I on the East Village at jasoncharles.net. This is Alex Carpenter and I'm here with Megan Hayward, owner of East Village Vintage Collective. And we're here in the confines of East Village Vintage Collective, filling in for Evie Grieve as host of the show today. And we're here talking with Joseph Bordoon, who is the Tompkins Square Park Dog Run Manager, officially and unofficially the uh, Tompkins Square Park Pooper Scooper. Uh, welcome, Joseph. Thank you for having me. Uh, we have a, a lot to talk about, especially because the Tompkins Square Halloween Dog Festival is right around the corner on Saturday, October 22nd. Perhaps we can start by asking you to tell us a little bit about the Dog Festival and the dog run itself. Well, for starters, we are returning to Tompkins Square Park this year. We have been in the East River for the past couple of years, so we are very excited to be bringing it back to Tompkins Square Park. This year, we are making it a festival, which means we're going to have multiple stages, so that will be the biggest difference that we've had from previous events. When did the dog festival officially start? This is our 32nd year. Nice. That's that's quite an achievement. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is my third year being involved with it, so um, it's it's been a very interesting run. Yeah, you came in at an interesting time. Yes, <laughs> nothing like COVID. Yes. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what happens at the dog festival and the timing and the schedule of the different events on the different stages and this and that. Well, ideally we want all of our registered contestants to show up at around noon. That way they can start to have their photos taken when they arrived, and figure out what part of the park they will be going to for their stage. So the, a big part of it is the costume contest, right? Yes, it is the world's largest dog costume contest. Oh, cool. So back in 2004, I was just walking around the East Village with some friends, and um, I stumbled upon the what was called parade or costume contest at the time, and uh, was just blown away because I was we, all of my friends that I was we all love dogs, and the costumes were so cool, and we were just like, "What is this thing?" And it 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 was quite small, and you know, living in the neighborhood, I've noticed over the last few years, it's just like exploded. It's kind of like the de facto New York City dog festival now. Yeah, it seems that way, and. Um, do you have sponsors now? Is it? Is we it... have a couple sponsors for this year, but we're not ahead of the game to be able to nail down the sponsorship we really needed to pull this year's event off. Okay, because it seems like in general, I mean, back then, for sure, it was very clear, but that it's a grassroots effort and yes. volunteers and, you know, mainly put together, even when you've ha there's been sponsors, it's been very much a, a community event. It's yes. put together by volunteers and... Um, uh, 100 percent volunteers. Um, everyone that is involved is with the dog park in Tompkins Square. And we put this event off every year mainly to generate some revenue for the dog park because the parks department does not give us any funding. It is all community-based, volunteer-based. And it makes sense because I wouldn't expect the parks to come up and clean up after my dog's poop. That is our responsibility right. and we need to do that. 
Right, mm-hmm. right. I did see that Dan Schachner is involved with this year's festival. Yes. Um, he is the host of the Puppy Bowl, and he is someone I have worked with for a number of years now, and I'm really excited to have him involved in this year's event. Yes, we always opt for the uh, Puppy Bowl over the Super Bowl in our household. Most definitely. <laughs> we still make all the snacks, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. We eat as if we're watching the Super Bowl. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> and what about the, the judging? How do you find judges and how do you appoint them? Our main judge of this year is our artist who did the artwork for the poster, Andrea. So I'm very excited to have her back involved again. And then some of our sponsors also have judging positions as well. Um, Logan from Boris and Horton, she will be okay. another one of our judges. Mm-hmm. And I'm still finalizing the others, so hopefully we'll have that done by the end of this weekend. Okay, cool. What typically would be the parameters that they're judging on? Well, you know, the- For instance, some of the categories that we have this year is the best group costume. Okay. That's where humans and dogs dress together alike. Um, of course, the most famous competition of all is the float competition. Mm-hmm. That's where any dog comes on wheels, whether that be a remote control car, a very outlandish float that was created on a stroller, or just your radio flyer pullers. So mm-hmm. those are usually the most creative. Uh-huh. Um, we always have to do a best current event costume, and then the New York City theme costume. And we're going to include a best celebrity theme costume this year as well. So I think that will be quite interesting. Judges will also get a special pick as well. Uh-huh. That way, if they notice something that just stands out and they love it, they get included. On the second stage this year, we're going to have the best food product costume, the best Ooh. teddy bear costume, the best chihuahua, which we call Chilloween, <laughs> and the scariest costume. Okay. Mm. So each one of those categories will have a prize or prizes, and then we choose best to show from those categories. Cool. I know there's there's uh, been a lot of controversy over store-bought costumes versus uh, homemade costumes uh, around the dog park. I've heard I've heard whispers. <laughs> it's very homemadey here. Mm. Yeah. People get involved in their costumes. Mm-hmm. I remember the BBC wanted to do a story on us once, and they were like, are you having problems with the supply chain issues? I'm like, no, we build our own costumes. We don't buy them. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. I know I remember one. I have a lot of favorite costumes, but one that was my favorite was um, someone was dressed as the, the – and it must have been for the part where it's the dog owner and the dog as, combined. Um, he was he was Elliot from E.T., and it was a pug dressed as E.T. in the basket. And he had actually made a huge moon that was attached to the bike. And I just thought that that was so, so cute and so they cool. They go all out. It's so impressive. I was like, how did you even get here with all that stuff? Like, it was really amazing. And then there were a couple others, too. One I thought was really funny, I remember, was a bulldog that was dressed up as um, Larry from Three's Company and had a sign that said, meet me at the Regal Beagle on. <laughs> and <laughs> that one made, He had a wig and glasses, and, the, and he didn't mind wearing that stuff at all. Mm-mm. So that's, that's an interesting thing to see, too, is some dogs aren't having it. Oh, no. But then <laughs> some are just like, hey, they were born to be in a, a Halloween costume, which Most is really definitely. funny. <laughs> just like uh, human parades. Yeah, Sometimes I guess. the parents are a little more enthusiastic than the, <laughs> yeah, than the competitors. Yeah, our, our, well, and our, our, our dogs are our children. Yeah. But. I am very curious to see how many queens we have this year with corgis. 
Oh, oh yes. that's yes. true. That I know. A very hot current event. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I know. I guess it's like you know, that that changes all the time as to what who's. There's a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, current events to respond. You might to. have some Loretta Lynns out there too. Some Last country year, western dogs. It was between COVID response and RBG. So oh, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have off the cuff a favorite costume that you've ever come across? No, I don't. It's yeah. it's too tough. There are so yeah. many good ones that come out, and I just it's hard to pick a favorite. It yeah. really is. I'm so glad I'm not a judge and I'm just producing yeah. this event. I think that would be hard for me too. I, I think I would have a hard time being a judge. I, I I would enjoy it, but yeah, it's also like, well, what if you think that dog's cuter than the other yeah. one? I don't know. You but might, it helps. You know? it, it helps to have the different categories. You yes. have a, quite a lot of you know distinct yes. categories that people are. They're going after the prize of that category. But what if you have like, you know, fifteen uh, different queens? How do you, you how do you choose? Then you have your and which task. corgi is cuter? Then you have a royal decision to make. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope it's a really good East Village queen and her corgi. Yes, yes, so, yeah. yes. That yes, makes an interpretation the, of yes. the of the event. Uh, yeah, exactly. I guess how you interpret it is is makes a difference too. What what kind of prizes are the dogs competing for this year? It's still to be determined. Oh, okay. I will be going around a lot of the local shops and asking for their participation to help out. Oh, cool. So we shall see. Can you tell us about some of the past prizes well, you've had? Last year, the Farmer's Dog was our main sponsor, and they included subscriptions for the winners. So that was really beneficial because I have a Farmer's Dog subscription, and I know how much that costs. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. We noticed the, the so the registration for competitors is now closed, right? It is closed now. Yes. We okay. Have a lot of competitors signed up. I bet. But you are still looking for volunteers to help with the event. Can you tell us what exactly you need from volunteers and how people can sign up and get involved? Yes. If you go to our website, you can sign up there to be a member to be a volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, we are expecting a lot of spectators, so we want to make sure. We have volunteers set up around the park to let people know where to go mm -hmm. to make sure the flow of people continuously move and we're not just having a big crowd sta standing there. Mm -hmm. And to make sure people know what's going on and if they have questions, they know who they can ask. It gets mm -hmm. crowded. So, yeah, I'm sure you, you're going to need a lot of bodies there to, to help the flow of traffic. So that is TompkinsSquareDogRun.com slash Halloween, right? That is us. Okay. So if you're looking to get involved, head, head there and register. So like we talked about before, the festival has definitely grown, and it seems like you'll see it on every news channel, and you're getting a lot of press. Do you coordinate that, or do does everyone yes. from the news show up? <laughs> I do get the media press requests. Um, I also have a request that just came in from Germany. A local news station wants to do a repertoire on a dog going to the Halloween festival. Wow, that's interesting. I also have a Japanese news network that came last year. They already requested to come back again. Wow, worldwide. Worldwide right. press for this. So it's changed a lot since I first stumbled upon it, and especially since it first started. But I had people asking me for the date for this year's event in February so they can plan their summer, fall vacation around it. Wow, that's it's amazing. A I mean, it's a it's a. If you ask me, it's a reason to come to, to New York to see. Like Absolutely. you said, it's the largest, you know, festival in the United States. So that says a lot, you know. Absolutely. And I've noticed that we kind of touched on this earlier, but that the parade has been in Tompkins Square Park since the beginning. Yes. And then over the last few years, it, it's really been cool to see you all roll with the punches 
and <laughs> move around with COVID and, you know, issues with the park. And um, you were over in the East River Park for a little bit. But you said you're very happy to be back in Tompkins Square Park. I mean, it seems like that's the home. Yes, it's yeah. kind of our homecoming this year. And we're called Tompkins, so it needs to be in Tompkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the East River. The space was beautiful. The amphitheater was great. But honestly, I felt like we were outgrowing that, too. Yeah. And it needs to be more convenient for people to be able to access. And the East River is a little out of the way for subways and bus transportation. So I am happy to have it back in Tompkins. We're happy, too. It's much yeah. closer for us as well. Um, I remember last year people were still showing up to Tompkins saying, where's the parade? Really? Yeah, I bet. And don't get me wrong. I miss the parade, too. So yeah. hopefully next year we can make something happen. Okay. But you did a great job with the virtual. Uh, you have a T-shirt on right now that's that's uh, a remnant from the 2020 uh, virtual yes. dog parade. Can you tell us about how that came to be and how that how that happened? We wanted to keep it going no matter what. It just, we've been, that was our 30th year. You can't let that go by. So it was really important to us to just have something so where some people can get out. And a lot of people were submitting pictures and people were commenting online on it. So it really wasn't truly a parade, but we still had the spirit. And that's what counted. I guess in some ways that could also bring in a new new crowd. And maybe, you know, the online people that do more online and then maybe this year they'll come in person or, you know, last year they came in person. Um, yes. So. And I would love to incorporate a way for people to submit pictures online in the future to be able to compete as well. So you don't just have to be in the East Village because so many people leave the city and move all across America. It would be nice if there was ways for them to still participate virtually. Oh, and yeah. Be involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were talking a little, a little before we started recording about um, we're, we're all dog owners here <laughs> and we've been going to the dog run ever since we've had our dog, which has been, you know, five or so years now. But uh, it's easy to kind of use the, the Tompkins dog run and not really know so much about the history, but there is a pretty rich and interesting history of the dog run. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, our association is called the Friends of the First Run because we were the first dog run in New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's a community outreach program, so where all of us get involved and take care of the dog parks ourselves. It is a challenge in the East Village doing this because it is such a transient community. We have people that come and go every year, but the core of us that have stuck around really do work together and keep this park together. And when you say the the, the first run, that was, it, I'm understanding correctly, right, that there was no funding from the city. It was a, a totally community-based um, exactly. project. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, and it's still much that way today, right? Yes. So you, you're always looking for donations from the community and We get and monthly donations from the community, but again, the Halloween Parade Festival mm-hmm. is our main revenue generator for the course of the year to provide the poop bags, the extra gravel that we have in the dog park. And one of the big projects we are working towards is getting the large side turfed to match the small side. I was going to say I noticed that recently you did a lot of uh, upgrades to the smaller side of of the parks. Yeah, and I was wondering what was if that was going to happen on the other side. I am trying my hardest to right now. It's just part of the supply shortages, labor shortages. It's hard to get a contractor in there during the time of the year that it's beneficial for us to renovate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to renovate in the spring when it's beautiful and we want to use the run. I'd mm-hmm. like to sure. do it ideally in November, but 
Well, and it's a large area, so it it seems like a lot of work. Extra expensive. Yeah, (laughs) I bet. Our dog is five pounds, and uh, so we're always on the small side. But I mean, we, the people we've met going there, it's just incredible. We, well, I was a first-time dog owner, Megan. You'd you'd had dogs before in your life, but. You know, uh, I remember talking to other dog owners, and I think we got our recommendation for the food we now oh, yeah. that our dog now eats. Um, you know, the vets in the area. So it's really the the community and the people that you meet there is absolutely is, is cool. People I still talk to and know. I know today. it's a great place to go when you first get a dog, like you said, absolutely. because you really do learn a lot about the neighborhood, other people. You make friends, right? Yeah, where what it, what is your favorite vet? All of those things. It's it's such a it is such a cool community. And it's I great. feel like a lot of us in New York are stuck in our own bubbles that we deal with with work, mm-hmm. and then we can escape these bubbles in the dog park and meet people that we would never meet mm-hmm. if we didn't have our little yeah. kids with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. mostly our dog sits in the corner and we just talk to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Every dog that's has their different work. personality yeah. in the yeah. dog park. It's And that's another funny part of it is that you can really walk in and it's like pretty quickly it's like, that's the antisocial one. Yes. That one's the boss of this side of the well, park. And you, know? you get to know your own dog, too, based on That's you know, true. New, new interactions and new species they're interacting with. Yeah, you know. or not. I mean, yeah. our dog is like the boss at home, but over there she cowers a little bit and we throw her ball, but she just lets other dogs get it because she gets a little scared. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about your dog. What, what sort of dog do you have? I have a five-year-old cockapoo. His name is Biscuit. Um, I got him as an emotional support dog for myself. Um, I was one of those people that never believed in any of this, Mm -hmm. but it worked. He turned me from an introvert into almost a someone that could be called an extrovert. Um, I'm out there now meeting other dog owners. We are also a therapy dog team, so we visit children's hospitals and nursing homes. We do other special events throughout the city. He's really gotten me out of my bubble and just putting me out there and it's just been a wonderful experience it's amazing how dogs can do that and even like the last dog i had before our dog current dog snacks she was just like an angel and we adopted snacks and she was really great right at the start and then when she got comfortable it was like you know what dog are you and i remember being very uncomfortable with her making other people uncomfortable at the beginning. Like, is she barking at them? Is she behaving a certain way that other people are not going to like me because she's acting like that? And it did something good to me because I started to be like, why do I care? Yeah. <laughs> like, my dog is great with me. And like, you know, she's not harming anyone. So, but you know, it, it really, I, I think that that was a lesson I learned from, from having a, having a dog is that they also can make you just go, you know, who cares? Yep. And to slow down and just to yeah. stop and appreciate what you have around you right now. Yeah, exactly. Dogs are pretty cool. We don't deserve them. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, it's great to see the, the, the passion coming out. and it, It's clearly translating to your life's work right now. Absolutely. Um, May I wanted to mention Megan also uh, has been involved in a, a company called Snacks Attack for Dogs. Named after our dog, our yeah, dog, obviously, yeah. but yeah. Um, being a vintage store owner, she she's gotten some offcuts of uh, garments that aren't necessarily sellable, or they have stains or rips, and uh, turning those into dog clothes. Oh, amazing! Yeah, so we we 
we uh, been working on that what, for yeah, a couple of years, couple trying of years. to make eco-friendly dog fashion. That's so fantastic. I'm all for the creative costume yeah. making that goes on at the festival. Yeah. Because I know it takes a lot of work to put that that time and effort into making something really interesting and then also relevant. It's like, I mean, even when I'm saying the Regal Beagle co- uh, costume from earlier, it's like, does everybody know who that is? I did, and I laughed out loud when I saw it. But, you know, especially if you're being judged on the costume, I guess you really have to make it relevant with the categories and, and all that, which is fun to see. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, my favorite is the group categories because – you see some of the owners and how they dress and you know you always think do, do they look like their dog yeah. and when they dress up together it's like oh yeah you they really are see their it. dog i know isn't it funny how that actually is a thing it's like people actually do kind of look like their dogs i know someone said i looked like snacks the other day no they didn't they did <laughs> they really did well how well how come she's not a mixture of both of us yeah, exactly. Yeah, and why aren't I barking at everything right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's the part. That's the part that she got from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So we both have dogs named after food. That's yeah. pretty funny. I know, isn't it great? Yeah. yeah. And I do love biscuits oh, and yeah. snacks. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, so Joseph, you are an East Village resident. I am. In addition to head pooper scooper. Absolutely. What else do you do outside of the? head pooper scoopering i am a commercial photographer a freelance commercial photographer so it does free up the days that i work so i can help around the dog park and do special events like these cool and where can people find your info oh well that would be at www.bordun that's b-o-r-d-u-i-n.com and how long have you lived in the east village i have been in new york city now for 20 years but this run in the east village is now going on for four years okay I get around a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when, how do you feel about the East Village and, and the community here versus other neighborhoods you've lived in in New York? Oh, it's the best. That's why I came back here, and I'm settled in here, and you are not getting me out of this town because I have a rent control department now. Oh, well, that's a, yes, that's definitely amazing. <laughs> good. So you won't be leaving for a while. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, good. Good. So, Joseph, tell us a little bit. How, about how you started in your position as official uh, dog run manager and when, when that happened and that kind of thing. Well, it started off with when I go to Tompkins, there's a lot of dog poop in there. And I don't like cleaning dog poop off my dog. So I started cleaning up extra dog poop. Um, you start doing that enough, people start to notice and they start telling you where the poop is that need to be cleaned up. And then they start telling you about this water fountain that's having a problem and this fence that has a problem. And then all of a sudden you're like the person doing everything. And then this other guy tells you like, oh, there's a parks person. You could be that person in charge and you could talk to this person and be official about it. And that's how it all started. And then afterwards he told me about the parade that I have to do too, so. (laughs) There are all these other responsibilities, not just poop. (laughs) It's it's been a, a great experience. I've learned so much that I never thought I would learn and it's applying to other aspects of my life. So it, it's really great. So, and when did that all happen? Right around COVID time. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of volunteers who were involved before that, but due to COVID, they had to move out of the city for various reasons. And I feel like it's time for the next generation to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of pandemic puppies in town and they need some support for how to deal with their new pandemic puppies. And it mm-hmm. takes us old timers to show them the ways. Is this something you see yourself doing for a long time? 
I do not see myself having children, so I envision all of these dogs are my children now. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So there's a lot of uh, Halloween dog festivals in your future. Yes, and maybe other holidays soon too, but we shall see. Oh. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned, yeah. Um, I always love looking at the photos of all the dogs in their costumes and the people in their costumes um, after the fact. So everyone can go to your website, right, to yes. see the – and is that in the Halloween section of it the – It is not in the Halloween okay. section. It is in the General Tompkins Square Dog Run webpage, and I have photos for the past previous two years on there. Oh, cool. And we will be including this year's photos as well after the event. Okay, cool. Yes, because I know a lot of people will be hearing this after the the festival actually happens. So they'll be able, if they missed it for some reason, which hopefully they didn't, they can go back and see what they missed. We will be working with the Pet Collective this year, so they will be posting a lot on their social media as well. Oh, okay. And what's their social media? The Pet Collective. It's on (laughs) Instagram. It's pet, the pet collective. The pet, okay. the pet collective. Yes. yes. And just a reminder, it's TompkinsSquareDogRun.com to, to see those pictures of past years or of this year if you're listening to this show after the uh, festival. And on Instagram, you guys are Tompkins.Square.Park.Dog.Run. Yes. <laughs> that is dot correct. Yes. Don't forget the dots. <laughs> a lot of dots there. Tompkins Square Park Dog Run with dots in between each word. And technically, you can... Do without the dots, do the spaces, and you'll see us. Yes. Right. You've been listening to I on the East Village, and we've been talking with Joseph Bordoon, the Tompkins Square Park Dog Run Manager. Again, it's the Tompkins Square Halloween Dog Festival. That's Saturday, October 22nd from noon to 3 p.m. And for more information, TompkinsSquareDogRun.com slash Halloween. And you can go there to sign up for volunteering and helping with the event. So, again, thanks, Joseph, for joining us. I appreciate you having me out Thanks to Evie Gree for letting us fill in. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to Eye on the East Village wherever you get your podcasts. Or live and direct at jasonchiles.net talk channel. If you want to know a little bit more about myself and Megan, you can find us at eastvillagevintagecollective.com or on Instagram, evvintagecollective. We talked a little bit about Snacks Attack. That is also on Instagram, Snacks Attack for Dogs. That's where you can get your repurposed vintage dog clothing for your best friend. Thanks for joining us again. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to I and East Village on jasoncharles.net. JasonCharles.net Deep talk, deep sounds. That was so deep. Very, very deep.